0: Hello everyone, thanks for joining us and welcome to the Yield Mastermind Talks Podcast. With your hosts, Philip Randazzo and JT Burns. All right, hello guys. This is Philip Randazzo. Thank you for tuning in to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast, and I am here with my co-host JT Burns.
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? It's JT, your other uh your co-host and your co-founder of the Yield Mastermind group. Um what we're going to do today, guys, is uh, you know, since Philip and I have have kind of started on this endeavor of of founding the mastermind group and And starting the podcast and writing the book, Um, you know, we've been getting a lot of questions from people about uh, kind of the way we do things and uh, the principles that we try to apply to our lives. And we've noticed uh, that there's there's kind of a trend. There's there's some questions that that seem to keep coming up that people want to know. So what we thought we'd do is we'd put together a little podcast of, uh, you know, our most frequently asked questions, the ones that uh, that seem to keep popping up uh, just just to have a a nice basis for, you know, the just so you guys can get an idea of kind of how we we live day to day. And there's also kind of a couple of fun ones thrown in there as well. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy the uh,
0: the frequently asked questions podcast. Yeah, and just to piggyback off that JT's exactly right. Um and these are also some frequently asked questions that we believe a lot of entrepreneurial people get, a lot of driven people might get these questions. And then just to be honest with you guys, I mean, I when I was thinking about questions that I asked myself and then you know, I started thinking about questions that I might, you know, ask of JT just because I'm interested and just because he is someone who achieves a lot in his life. Um, you know, I, I threw in some questions in there that I was interested to hear from him about just because I was interested to hear about him. So, you know, without further ado, we will hop right into these questions. So first of all, JT, um, I just wanted to ask you, and this kind of goes, this this is a personal question for me to you, but it's also a question that I think a lot of high achievers might get as well. And that question is, you know so since since co-founding this year of mastermind group what habits or routines have you began to take on and then you know on uh, the flip side of that for someone who isn't JT Burns you know it's just after someone becomes a high achiever they start to value their time a little more i would say and they start to value the things that they that they do at a much higher level so the question to a uh, you know a, your everyday high achiever might be you know what habits or routines have you taken on since you've you know gone down this path to become a high achiever?
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Philip. There, there's a couple things that stand out to me uh, in this question, and they really both kind of relate to what I do in the mornings, my my morning routine. And I have a I have uh, several several things that I like to do every morning that I feel like uh just get kind of get me centered get me ready for the day uh start my day off right however you want to say it but uh there's several things that I do but but the two ones that that stand out to me um number 1 is a gratitude journal um I am a big believer in that um you know the only time you're living in the present is when you're being grateful you know any time that you're being anxious you're thinking about the future and any time you're being worried, you're thinking about the past. But when you look at your life today, and when I look at my life and I see that I've got a roof over my head and, and all of my needs are provided for and I've got more opportunities than I can really count, when you live in that kind of attitude in the moment like that, uh, it's, it's impossible not to be grateful. So I think starting your morning off with the, in that kind of spirit uh, is just a really powerful thing. That's that's Um, spot
0: on. And real quick, before you get into the second part of your point that you want to make, I want to ask you, what what was your habit or routine in the morning prior to starting this group or prior to learning about the power of a morning ritual?
1: Well, I'll I'll, I'll tell you that, um, you know, embarrassingly enough, but I I didn't have one. I mean, my my main routine would be to hit snooze maybe three times. Uh, After that, I'd roll over and check Facebook then maybe, you know, you hop in the shower, come downstairs, eat a quick breakfast and you're out the door. And before you know it, your entire morning has gone by and you haven't done one thing on purpose. Yep. You know what I mean? You're living your and your life is being dictated by all the things that
0: you have to do rather than what you want to do. That's, that's so spot on. And, and you know... I would say that a lot of listeners out there might not have anything that they do specific to the morning or even any rituals that they do on a day-to-day basis that are positive. And so just hearing that someone like yourself could take on a morning ritual when you did and, and continue it to the point that it's a habit, I mean, how long would you say you've been you've been practicing your morning ritual thus far?
1: Uh, I've, I've done it every morning for the last six weeks. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. And you know what? It, it's funny because – uh you know, it started out, I shouldn't say every morning because it started out the first couple weeks that I didn't do it on the weekends. Um, and it started out as something that, you know, it was like going to the gym kind of deal where, uh, I didn't necessarily want to do it. And it was hard for for me to get myself to do it. But once I did it, I was glad I did it. Um, and at this point I, I find myself looking forward to doing
0: it. So I actually wake up, um, kind of kind of ready to start my morning routine and start my day. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what's the second part that you wanted to hit on?
1: Yeah, so so the second part is um is reading. And and not just necessarily reading books, which I I do every single morning as a part of my my morning routine, but also uh, listening to audiobooks and that, stuff like that. You know, we live in such an amazing time uh when so much information from so many incredible people is available to us, and to not take advantage of that wealth of, of information is just a travesty in my mind. So I really just try to try to read a a, a di- very diverse uh, range of of books from you
0: know high achieving people and try to soak up what they have to offer. That's awesome. And then so for someone who is looking to start reading more, or start utilizing some of these resources or tools out there, do you, uh, can you recommend some specific tools that you use to, to access this knowledge, the, the books that, where you get your books from, where do you listen to audiobooks at, where do you get your information?
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I listen to my books on audible, the, the app by Amazon. Uh, they have a really, really incredible selection of audio books, um, and the books that I that I read, I really honestly they, they come up in my uh, Amazon recommended for you uh, books now because I've read so many of the same uh, kind of book of somebody of, you know, uh, right now I'm reading Richard Branson, The Virgin Way. Uh, you know, this is one of the geniuses of our time. And he literally I mean, he spells out what he does, what makes him different, what makes him work the way he works and, and how he's gotten to, to where he's at. And that's available to me. And how would you not read that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So so these books literally, I mean, I've read enough of them and, and they're easy to find, guys. I mean, they're not hard to find. Um, but once you've read enough of them, Amazon just shoves, sho- throws them at you. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It, and, it's, and it's great because not only do they make money off you, but you're all, but you getting the knowledge. I mean, it, 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 you, you totally hit on such a great point. It blows my mind. Like before I got into reading these personal development books and accessing TED Talks on YouTube or podcasts or whatever the forum was that I was getting my information from, I mean – I didn't realize how blind I was to all the information that's out there to help push me forward or push my friends forward or push my ideas forward. I had no idea the amount of information that was out there.
1: Right. You know, it's like you, you get to live this life one time. Right. And there's really two ways that that you learn and you can either learn from your own mistakes, which is a necessary um part of life and i i totally advocate it uh fail you know they say fail early fail often fail forward yeah. uh, i think that's that's a favorite quote of yours but yes, um, it is you know they say that and, and that's a great way to learn but you can learn from other people's mistakes as well you know you read their books you find out what they learn the hard way um and then you don't have to learn the hard way you learn through them so uh i just think there's really some serious power in that and it's a
0: Books today are, are just a really underutilized resource. That's absolutely brilliant information. For those of you out there listening to this to this show today, if you take away anything that we've that we've heard thus far from JT please, it's you know, you don't need to learn from your own mistakes. There's people that have gone through things much worse than you will ever go through. And they've gone through things that you know, you will eventually go through in your life if you don't heed the warning signs. And these books, these tales of people like people like Richard Branson, I mean, possibly the most innovative, successful guy in our time. You know, second to Steve Jobs, perhaps. He's telling you what he's going through in a book, literally written for you. It'll cost you at the even if it costs you a hundred dollars. Is that information worth a hundred bucks to learn what a billionaire knows? I mean, I, I just think it's incredible that we are in an age now where we can we can literally tap one button and have a book sent to our Kindle or to our iPhone that has the Kindle app or whatever it is, people need to utilize this stuff. Yeah, that's absolutely right. All right, so, and, and so this brings me to another question that I have for you and, and that I think a lot of successful people get asked a lot. Um, after figuring out what it takes to be successful, after picking up these successful habits, what habits or routines did you effectively get rid of?
1: You know it's funny because people people always talk about the the things that you need to start doing, but I, I feel like a much uh, less brought up topic of conversation is the things that you need to stop doing, right? Because nobody uh, nobody wants to talk about the things that no. I'm not allowed to do anymore. Yep. Right. But uh, for me, the biggest the biggest impact has been not checking my phone the first thing I when I wake up in the morning. <sighs> that is so brilliant. I, when i when i when you wake up and you and you check your email and you check your text messages and and whatever else you might be to your social media your the way you wake up in the morning is now dictated by these outside sources right these the, whoever might have emailed you or texted you they ha- they now have a have a, a role to play in my waking up in the morning right whereas now now that I'm not doing that and I'm waking up and I'm doing my morning routine, I'm starting my morning on purpose in the way that I choose to start it. And so to, to really just take back control and, and to wake up in the mindset that I'm in control today and I, I call the shots and I get to decide. I may not decide everything exactly how it happens, but I can always decide how I react to it. Nice. Um, so, to remind myself every every morning when I wake up that I'm not going to check my phone until I'm done with my morning routine, um, I think that's just a really powerful
0: reminder of, of who's dr- steering the ship here. That's That's absolutely correct. Now, is there anything that you did when you first started trying to not check your phone in the mornings to help you on that journey? Did you leave it on airplane mode? Did you leave it in a different room? Uh, something that someone who uh, might struggle with checking their phone constantly, you know, I think a lot of people are addicted to their cell phones nowadays, but is there something that you did to help you with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, what I did um, is actually I, I have an alarm clock, <laughs> an actual alarm clock, no, no, not an alarm on the phone, because when the alarm goes off on the phone and you have to, to swipe the phone to turn it off, then that stuff's in your face, you know, and it's so easy to just look at it.
0: Yeah, are you, Whereas, are you sure you're only a 20 a 23 year old with an actual <laughs> alarm clock?
1: I had I had to go out and buy one, okay? I went to, <laughs> I went to Walmart and it was $13, 12.99, uh, and I bought this thing and it it is it's old school, but it's a dinosaur, but it tells the time and it goes off when I need to wake up and when I press the snooze button or when I, I'm sorry, when I I don't press the snooze button anymore. That's another habit I've gotten rid of, but when I turn off the alarm, yeah. Uh I'm not being bombarded from uh you know my coworkers or my uh boss or whoever might have emailed me or texted me during the night that's gonna wake me
0: up yeah, in a bad mood. Those flashing notifications like just screaming, check me, check me, please, I'm important. I, I people people need me. It's like it's just it's so hard. And you know what? It's there's actually proof that people people designed that for a reason on purpose because the human condition you know says that when we have a flashing light that says someone is is needing your attention it you know we get a little release of some feel good chemicals in our brains and so that's why people are addicted to their phones but i think that's brilliant to to keep an alarm clock by your bed Cost you 13 bucks. Maybe you got to search a little bit harder because it's not that easy to find anymore because alarm clocks are everywhere else on your electronic devices. But it's worth the peace of mind. And like you said, it's worth waking up with a purpose and, and you dictating what happens in your day versus, you know, your phone or whatever outside source is dictating your day. I think that's exactly. awesome. Exactly. So now you know you've overcome those habits. Are there any bad habits right now that, you're, we don't even have to call them bad habits, but things that you aren't necessarily happy with that you're still working on trying to to, to take care of? <laughs> yeah. And, that, yeah. and may, maybe there aren't, but I mean,
1: no, no, absolutely, there there definitely are. Uh, you know, we if we're not if we're not growing, we're dying, right? Yep, so I'm yep. always working on something. Right now, uh, my my monkey on my back or however you want to phrase it, but, um, would probably be coffee. I, I drink <laughs> and it's, you, and it's not, you and, both. <laughs> and it's not, um, to, to a degree where, uh, you know, it's being extremely detrimental to my health at the, at the present time or anything like that. Um, I drink probably, you know, three cups a day, maybe it's two or three cups a day. so it, it's right at that level where I know it's too much. Uh, but not enough i'm i basically it it comes down to becoming willing to let go of the bad yeah. habit and for me right now what i'm struggling with with coffee is i know that i need to let it go but i'm not necessarily willing to let it. i just like it too much i i uh, I, get,
0: I get you i'm working on the same <laughs> thing
1: <laughs> so that that would be my bad habit but i i, I tell you what if that's uh you know yeah, that's something yeah. that i'm
0: focused on right now that's a yeah, long phase coming. Yeah, if that's the worst thing you got to to focus on right now, and I will for those for those of you listening who might be struggling with coffee, I, this is my third day, JT, without having caffeinated coffee, and okay. what I've what I've done is I've substituted with decaf, and I heard this on a, on a podcast actually by a guy by the name of Ben Greenfield. He's got his Ben Greenfield Fitness podcast, and he talks about how he does three days of caffeinated coffee. And then he'll do, or sorry, three weeks of caffeinated coffee, and then one week of decaffeinated coffee. And what he's he said that kind of resets the the system that that takes in the caffeine and kind of helps him feel better. So for for what it's worth, uh, I'm on day three, and believe me, it hasn't been easy. But at least it j- just it's the, it's just the ritual of having coffee. At least that I have that freaking mug of coffee to tip back. For some yep. reason, mentally, it makes me feel better than if I try and go cold turkey. So. Absolutely. That's good. That's good advice. I might, I might take you up on that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when you, when you become willing enough, it's not, it's it's that bad of a habit, but I said I might, I said I might. So, so then, you know, of, of all the, the new habits that you picked up after, you know, going on this journey, what would you say are the habits that have proved most effective? And they, they may be the habits that you brought up earlier, the morning ritual, um, gratitude deal, Uh, and the reading. Um, But if you had to pick one specific habit that you think had the most impact on your life that you that you've picked up, what would that habit be?
1: I'd say it's got to be the reading. It's got to be. I mean, I've in the last Philip, I'm talking in the last three months, I have read four books and listened to four books. (laughs) I mean, that's 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 what I, that's the whole year for me, man. Before, if if, before
0: if you, even if that's the whole year for you, if you walk down the street right now with a microphone and interviewed people on how many books they've read in the past 12 months, I would, I would venture to say that you would have at least 50% who would say zero, right? <laughs> right. Probably which, more
1: than 50, which is terrible. And I, and I, I'm telling you the, the reading the book every morning. And then I listen to, to the auto audio books, uh, you know, while I'm walking to class on my commute to work at the gym. I mean, I, these are times when I'm normally just just daydreaming or uh, stressing out about something or whatever I do to preoccupy my mind while I'm doing menial tasks. Uh, this is time that I'm now thinking and thinking on a higher plane because I'm reading these books that challenge my mind and, and make me really kind of look at the world differently. So... Uh, I think I've grown a lot uh, just just from from getting all these these different perspectives you
0: know from yeah. these different books yeah so. man that's spot on so so for someone who's looking to pick up the habit of reading or you know it's it's just you have to be intentional because you know the walk to class may be a six minute walk. And while some people might say, oh, I don't want to start a book or an audio book six minutes for a six minute walk, you know, times that six minutes by the five days of class you have a week over a whole school year or semester, it's it's maximum, you know, time to learn something. So how, what what are some of the things that you might do to help, you know, when you first started doing this? What were some of the things you did to remind yourself to to utilize these tools in those times where you, you weren't utilizing them before?
1: Well, You know, I'll tell you that uh, once I started, it was pretty easy. Getting getting myself to actually do it uh, was was another thing. But once once I did it for the first time, it was like I was looking forward to it Uh, because you know I I I enjoy. It's like I'm I'm when you're listening to an audible book for for example, walking to class or or whatever you're doing. It's like you're you're being taught by these people, these people that are you know some of some of the leading people in their field. You got the the Napoleon Hills, the Robert Kiyosaki's, you know the the guys who are are really just changing their field, and they're just it's almost like they're just talking to me. They're telling me all these things about their life, and so uh, to me that's a really fascinating way to learn um so honestly once once i started doing it i look forward to it now um i will tell you this there's i've learned um that there's times to do it and times not to do it for example uh if i'm doing something that requires my mental faculties at all uh then i don't listen to the audible book because what i'll do is i'll i'll lose focus and then i'll look up and we're 20 minutes down the road and i don't remember anything Right. So that awesome. that would be the, the biggest thing is just is do it while you
0: can do things and be focused on what you're hearing. Great. That's great advice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we're going to kind of switch gears here a little bit. I want to ask you just kind of a fun question. And I heard this on Tim Ferriss's podcast and, and he asks all of his guests this question. And I was kind of curious to see what your answer might be. So if you could have your own billboard and put anything on this billboard, what would that billboard say? We'd say live big,
1: live big, live live big, and and what I mean by that, because that's that's really what I the the, the way I try to live, um, and what I mean by that is is just really in, in everything that I do, in every aspect, whether it's my job or at school or in, in the mastermind group or everything that I do, I try to make the big the most profound impact in a positive way that I can. You know, whether sometimes when I go to work, the the way that I can live big is by, um, you know, just just listening to somebody vent about their day and being a, an ear to to listen to them or showing them that I care. Maybe it's a little caring act. You know, that that's a way to live big. Maybe live, living big is is me pursuing my dreams and trying to change the world. Uh, you know, there's, there's a million different ways to live big. But what it really just means is. Is to make a difference, whether it be in in one person's life or in the world itself. Just, just live
0: impactfully. Is it would
1: so live big?
0: That's what I'm going with. That's awesome. And then now, <laughs> if there if there was one place in the world that would need to hear this message the most, like where would you put up this billboard if you had a choice?
1: I would put it in Times Square for two reasons. Ah. Number in, in in number one, okay, it's it sounds obvious. Tons of foot traffic. You're obviously uh gonna be seen by by millions of people just all all year. Um but another another part of that is that I, I think that the you know people that live in a city, not necessarily New York in particular, but any kind of big city, it's very easy to live very anonymously. You know, you go to work, you do your, your errands and you whatever you gotta do, but you don't have any genuine Human interaction, caring interaction. So uh, Times Square—that—that's that's where I'd put it at.
0: <laughs> I love it. And then would would there would there be a picture accompanied with the message? Like, would you have an image on this billboard also? No, what, I think
1: it, it would be it would be plain white with in black lettering and just live big in in some giant letters because I want it to be open. You know that can mean whatever you want it to mean. You know mm. that dep- each person will inter- interpret that in a
0: different way. Um, but I want it to be up to their own interpretation. I love it. I love it. All right. Awesome. <laughs> so when thinking of success or when you think of the word success, who's the first person that you think of? Boy, and, that, and that's a tough one because, uh, you know, I've been fortunate
1: in my life, uh, to, to just really be surrounded by a lot of successful people. Um, If I had to say anybody in the world, I I, I would have to go with Richard Branson, uh, whose whose book I'm reading right now. And the reason that I say that is not just because he's one of the richest men in the world, as he obviously is. um, But, you know, frankly, he just seems like he's always having such a great time, doesn't he? I mean, this is a guy who who's, you know, head up CEO at I got I, I couldn't even tell you how many different version companies. Uh but a guy who just insists on having fun. The subtitle to his book is if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. Uh, <laughs> so this is a guy who's who's found a way
0: to make his fortune uh exactly how he wants to, which is to me is exactly what success is. I think that's a I think that's a spot on answer. I love it. I love it. All right. So What's the what's the biggest switch? I guess. What's the biggest mindset switch that you've had happen since founding or co-founding this Yield Mastermind group? So since since you and I have founded this group, what's the biggest mindset shift that you've had? And 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 in regards to what?
1: Yeah. So and and it's funny that you say that because a huge mind like mindset shift has occurred definitely and i think it has a lot to do with confidence to be honest with you and not um and not that i was a a kind of insecure person before and not that the confidence i'm talking about right now is like the kind of confidence where you walk around with a big head and think you're awesome but i i just i really believe that uh anything that i can think up if I want it, if I want it badly enough that I, I can make it a reality. I really truly believe that now, uh, because I've seen it, I've seen it happen. I've seen us, uh, come up with this idea that was, you know, literally a theoretical idea, uh, and turn it into something that, that exists and, and is a functioning, uh, group. So I, I'd say just really confidence. I believe that if I, if I think you know, I'm I'm literally limited by my thoughts. So
0: if I no matter how big I think, that's that's what I can do. All right, that's perfect, man. That's that's absolutely perfect. So we'll do we're gonna switch gears just a little bit here, kinda go back to the one-liner deals. So what one book have you gifted the most to people? Or what one book have you uh, recommended the most to people other than, you know, you and I have our, our Rocket Fuel 101 book that's coming out here in in a little bit. So obviously that's going to be the number one most gifted book here in the in the next month or so. But other than our book, what what's the one book that you've recommended or gifted the most and why?
1: Well that that's a great question. I would say it would it would have to be um how to win friends and influence people. You know, we've made that available to our entire mastermind group and uh you know that, that's a book that, you know, will not only teach you how to make a bunch of money, uh which it will, but it will also teach you how to live a very fruitful life and and have some meaningful relationships. And I, I just think it's a
0: book that everybody should read. That's awesome. I, I totally agree. My my dad gifted me that book when i was probably geez 12 years old and i put it off till i was 14 cuz i was like oh how do I win friends and influence people this is just another one of dad's you know grand scheme deals where he's trying yeah. to jam this down my throat but after i read it it just made so much sense and and after you know flipping the the switch flipping the lenses on my view of things i realized how much of an impact that book could have on on a person
1: yeah yeah it's a, uh-huh. it's a powerful book for sure
0: i love it all right so now this is kind of an interesting question here, and this is one that I also heard on Tim Ferriss's podcast that I thought would be a great question to ask you. If someone woke you up, like they came into your room and just woke you up by shaking you, and they, they asked you, hey, what do you do? What, what would be your answer at this point? And then just because we're still young and we, we have a lot going on, what would you want your answer to be in the future? So someone came up and Ooh. they just jolted you awake, and the, it's like you're being interrogated. Hey, what do you do? What would you? How would you answer that question now? And how do you want to be answering that question in the future?
1: Boy, okay, that that's a great question. I love that question. Um, What do I do? I'd say I'd say right now, I, uh, you know, I I make the biggest impact that I can on a day to day basis, and uh, that that's literally what I would say because I do. So I do a lot of different things. I I'm, have a lot of, a few different passions. I'm studying to be an engineer. Uh, I'm the co-founder of this mastermind group. Um, I'm also passionate about athletics and a few other things, but every, everything I do, I do uh, wholeheartedly. So that, that would be what I want to,
0: what I would say right now. I, I, I would hope. If you could pair that down to one word, if someone woke oh, you up, boy. one word, how could you, how would you describe yourself? Boy, uh,
1: growth. growth. I, I inspired growth, I hope. I like it. I like that's it. What I, now, that's what I aim
0: at. Now, also, you know, in regards to your, like, what some might call your profession, if someone asked you, what do you do, would your answer be student? Would it be co-founder of the Mastermind Group? What answer do you give out the most in regards to, to that form of the question?
1: I'm, I'm a student right now. Okay. I'm, I'm studying to be an engineer
0: um, I, yeah, that, that, that would be what I do overall. Great. I'd say. Great. Okay. And then, so, so, and then in the future, what do you want your answer to be to that question in regards to profession? And then in regards to, you know, your answer with, with, with regards to growth and impact,
1: I would say that, um, I, I, I'd, I'd love to be, to be managing the Yield Mastermind group and and be the, be the co-founder of the Yield Mastermind group and, uh have that be something that you know just if if I, I, I enjoy doing it so much and I'm so passionate about, about what we do uh twice a month and and really uh between that as well. Um I I would love to turn that into a into a thing. So I, I'd love to say,
0: hey, I'm the co founder of the Yield Mastermind Group. Great. I love it. I would love to I would love to say the same. So i'm gonna I'm gonna end with this question for you JT and I think this is something that you know we all think about from time to time and and that question is if you could go back in time and, and because we're young, going back in time means you know to your 12 thirteen 15 year old self what would be the information if you had to sum it up in a couple sentences, what would you tell your 15 year old self um, that you wish you would have known when you were 15?
1: I would I, I I would probably be wasting my time because knowing my
0: fifteen year old <laughs> self, I wouldn't I, listen to me. I was gonna say I, I should have I should have said in the question if your fifteen year old self would actually listen to the information.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, if that were to happen, I I would just want to tell me, uh, you know, stop stop living uh, because of what everybody else thinks, you know, and really just. Just be yourself because you're awesome, and uh, you know it, it gets better. And but when you when you when you really start living according to the way that you want to live, rather than uh, being worried about what everybody's thinking about you, um,
0: that's when you start to really to really blossom, in my opinion. That's so. that is that is the nugget of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Quit letting other people dictate what you do and why yep. you do what you do. Just you're, you're awesome yourself. Yeah. I mean, just, I, frankly, I love it. It's something I love
1: that. that I need to hear right now.
0: I was just going to say JT, I, I needed to hear that tonight. And so, and that's, and that's why that's information that you would give back to your 15 year old self, because it's just continuous information. And I think, in my personal opinion and in my experience, being around the information that we're around and, and learning about personal development on a daily basis and reading and listening to these audio and being involved in this mastermind group brings that stuff back to me so much more often and on such more of a consistent basis than my life ever was before. And I think that's something that I love the most about what we do.
1: That's right. That That's absolutely right, Philip. Uh um, Awesome.
0: That marks the intermission, if you will, for the Frequently Asked Questions of Entrepreneurs Part 1 and Part 2 podcast that JT and myself are putting together. So just real quick, for those of you who are interested in more information about the Yield Mastermind group, please go to www.yieldmastermind.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, at Yield Mastermind, your facebook.com backslash Yield Mastermind, same for Twitter. Um This podcast will be put up on iTunes, Stitcher, all those sources very, very soon. We are just compiling a couple more episodes before we go live, but for now, you can find us on SoundCloud. Go to SoundCloud.com and then search for Yield Mastermind Talks, and that is where we can be reached. So please, guys, stay tuned, and next week, you will be getting part two of the Frequently Asked Questions of Entrepreneurs series featuring JT interviewing myself. Thank you guys for listening. Can't wait to see you next week.